Coming to you from Silicon Valley, I'm Marcus Edwards, and I'm on the hunt for recruiting leaders, producers, innovators, and pioneers who've made their mark on the industry and can't wait to share their points of view. We'll tackle the tough topics and dig deep to find the answers you're looking for and some actionable advice you can take to the bank. So stick around and stay tuned, and welcome to Recruiting Trailblazers. Hey, it's Marcus here from Recruiting Trailblazers. And one of the most popular episodes to date was when I compiled and commented on a dozen or so of what I considered to be the biggest pearls of wisdom shared by guests up until that point. This one is well worth a re-listen. So I hope you enjoy and I'll talk to you soon. Cheers. So we're going to start the show with a clip from Adam Conrad, who is the founder and CEO of Great Recruiters, which is an online reputation management platform for recruiters. And there is nothing that Adam is more passionate about than candidate experience. So check this out. You only place maybe two to 5% of the people you talk to, but you leave an impression with 100% of those people. Right. Whether or not you're asking how that experience was, they remember it. They don't remember what you tell them. They remember how you made them feel. And when I look back at my career, some of the most successful sources that I had of referrals were never people that I successfully placed. They were people that I treated well. And so when their friend was looking for a job, they're like, you have to call Adam. An excellent point indeed by Adam Conrad. Up next, we've got Hung Lee, who produces and publishes the weekly newsletter, Recruiting Brain Food. Very successful, I think, to about 25,000 subscribers. And we were basically talking about the pros and cons of working from home and what the likely scenarios are facing employees as the pandemic draws to a close and companies decide how to engage with employees moving forward. There's going to be a bunch of companies that will successfully go uh, on-premise only. Um, uh, so they'll just force it and say, um, uh, you're coming back to the office, that's it. Um, and they will basically be trading uh, their ability to retain and recruit uh, staff for what they get on-premise, um, which is greater control, uh, greater visibility, probably greater team play, um, you know, stronger company culture, et cetera, et cetera. All those positive things that might come from uh, having that, that degree of intensive uh, time with other people, uh, they will get that as a plus. But as a negative, they will have a problem with recruiting people and retaining people that, you know, want to have the flexibility. A very interesting point of view there from Hung Lee. Thanks, Hung. And I uh, can't wait to see how this all shakes out. Up next, we've got Jamie Beaumont, who is the founder of Play to Pay, a hire now, pay later platform for small businesses using recruitment agencies. Jamie is actually an inbound king and generates all of his business through his social media endeavors. And somewhat controversially, mostly always amusingly, Jamie's really figured out how to get people to engage with his posts. I think social media is a funny one because um, what people don't realize about social media is it's a conversation. Uh, and a lot of people, when they post, they're posting as if they're announcing something. Right. And That's if me. you're in a room and you announce something, uh, tell me how many people in that room speak back to you. Zero. It just doesn't happen. Thanks, Jamie, for that excellent advice. Advice which I seem completely incapable of taking because... I still post an announcement about my podcast on LinkedIn on a weekly basis. Nevertheless, I shall continue to ponder, as I'm sure many listeners will, how to create better and more engaging content on LinkedIn. And on that very point, another social media expert who came on the podcast was Joel Lalgi, 
of Hoxo Media. Joel has got over 50,000 followers, I think, on LinkedIn. So he definitely knows what he's talking about and he's a charming fellow. So let's listen to what he has to say. As you start to put content out, LinkedIn will actually test your content with your new connections. So you start to, what you start to find is as you add more people from your target market and as you put content out, um, you start to see, and it's a really easy thing to test. I mean, you just start to see people checking out your profile. And so you can go to the Who's Viewed My Profile tab and you can see who's actually coming through from my content. So I, I think for an ROI, the, the, the biggest ROI is you're going to see more profile views. You're going to see uh, more uh, you know, potential DMs as well from people saying, hey, well, I want to work with you. Or I'm interested in what you're doing. It looks like you're taking a fresh approach. Um, and, and really the biggest ROI over time is people just start to know who you are. People start to know who you are, which means that when you do reach out to them, you're not a complete stranger. You see, I know this stuff. I just need to implement it. Anyway, thanks a lot, Joel. And up next, we've got Mitch Sullivan. Mitch is the author of a fantastic book on recruitment called On Recruitment. And he is the author of a course called Copywriting for Recruiters, a topic about which he is extremely passionate. Take it away, Mitch. What's absolutely critical if you're going to start getting more of the right people with the right qualifications responding to your ads or your emails or your emails or your social media posts is you've got to immediately, quickly tell the reader what's in it for them. Right. Why might this job be better than the one that they're currently doing? Thanks a lot, Mitch. And by the way, I did go to copywritingforrecruiters.com and complete the course that Mitch wrote it's an excellent insight in how to write really creative copy for job ads. Next up is Will Staney, who's the founder of Proactive Talent, an employer branding and staffing agency rolled into one. Will has some very strong feelings about employer branding. Take it away, Will. I'm seeing, and this pandemic has brought this on too, a humanization of company brands overall. That, that you're telling the, the consumer brand story by telling customer stories as well as the employee stories and the impact they're making on those companies. And so more and more when we're building employer brands, it's not just for increasing the amount of applicants you're getting. It's to infuse the human story into the company's brand itself because at the end of the day, there's a true ROI and, and, and revenue driver. And we know that companies with, with stronger employer brands that take care of the employees are more profitable. We know that companies that are more diverse because they make intention around attracting diverse candidates are more profitable companies. Very nicely said, Will. Um, through the podcast, I've really begun to learn that today's employees really consume jobs in exactly the same way as they consume products or services. And so if you're an employer, you have to do an incredibly good job of building that brand so that people are attracted to and want to work for your organization. So anyway, thanks, Will. Next, a great clip from Laurie Retterman, who's been recognized by CNN as one of the top five career advisors in the United States. She wrote a book called Betting on You, How to Put Yourself First and Finally Take Control of Your Career. And in this clip talks about the four key principles behind doing exactly that. Have a listen. You know, I think fixing work is an inside out job. And of all the people I know in this world who have really turned it around and created healthy relationships at work, all the executives, all the leaders, they have doubled down on their own individual accountability. They've doubled down on their well-being. They are 100% invested in learning 
and they take smart risks. So those four principles are the principles that form my book, that if you want to be the CEO of your life, you've got to really invest in those four areas in self-leadership, well-being, learning, and risk-taking, and then you can start to turn some things around. Great stuff there from Laurie Retterman. I really enjoyed that interview with Laurie. There was another question when I asked her about servant leadership and she had a completely fresh spin on servant leadership. She said, servant leadership is nonsense. Good leaders have been serving their employees for years. Why are they suddenly giving it a label? That was pretty interesting stuff. Anyway, moving on, we've got Vanessa Rath up next. Vanessa is a global talent sourcing trainer based in South Africa. And in this particular clip, she shares the three top skills that you need to have to be an excellent sourcer. Here you go. They have to be able to do three things. So the first thing is, is that a sourcer has to have a good online brand because it's so much easier when talent comes knocking on your door. The second thing a sourcer does, and this is probably the most crucial thing, is that they are brilliant at identifying talent. And that's from anywhere. It could be from conferences, from in-person events, on the internet, on social media platforms, wherever it may be. And the third thing is that a good sourcer is a wordsmith. So it's someone who can craft an outreach message to passive talent that's going to elicit a response from the candidate who potentially didn't even know they were on the market until you contacted them. So a sourcer for me is that beginning part of recruitment. It's, it's building that talent pipeline, building communities. That's the way that I like to think of sourcing. Excellent stuff. Thanks, Vanessa. I can't recommend Vanessa Rath enough if you're looking for sourcing training. That's Vanessa R-A-A-T-H on LinkedIn. Okay, so if you're a recruiter, you may well know Jonathan Kidder. He's an author, he's a speaker, he works at Amazon, and he's very well known for his blog at wizardsourcer.com. In this clip, I asked Jonathan to recommend a few tools if I was interested in automating my outreach to my first degree connections. Here you go. Great question too. So there's a couple out there. My Robot Works, uh, Machine Sourcer, Danae, uh, as well as Phantom Buster would be kind of my top suggestions too as well, where uh, you can just send kind of an automated message uh, to someone to your first degree. Um, I also created my own personal extension called Recruiter Wand, which does this too as well, where you can auto scrape someone's uh, profile information and then generate just a, a follow-up in mail and directly send it to them uh, over over LinkedIn too as well. But uh, there's a lot available. I would say kind of the most cutting edge one right now would be um, MyRobotWorks. Thanks, Jonathan. And I highly recommend a visit over to his website at wizardsourcer.com. Up next, Mike Myatt is the chairman of N2 Growth, one of the top sort of mid-sized executive search firms in America. And in this clip, he really discusses the importance of thinking about business outcomes during the search process instead of focusing on duties and responsibilities, etc. Have a listen. Making the hire is not the end game. It's having a hire that adds contribution margin and creates successful outcomes and makes the people around them better and solves the problems and leverages the opportunities. And so where most search firms, I think, 
their role ends at the placement, that's where ours really begins. I mean, our engagements include six months of post-hire advisory work, and we stay engaged because what we're trying to do is drive business outcomes. And so for us, when we're talking to candidates, we're not as concerned about the spec as we are who's going to be really successful and impactful in the role. So let's say on spec, as an analogy, we'll find some people that are bullseye, but we're going to go out probably several concentric rings and find people that are in adjacencies or even non-adjacent markets that we believe could still sit in the chair and do the job well. They would just do it differently, right? Thanks a lot, Mike. Excellent stuff. And in the next clip, John Randolph talks about the man from the Old Testament, who's the inspiration for the name of his company, Benaya Consulting. This one's a good one. Have a listen. One of the things that really kind of resonated with me when I first read about him um, was it mentions that he chased a lion into a snowy pit, killed the lion with his bare hands. So that's really where a lot of, of, of what it is that we've done as a business has come from is we want to work with clients and candidates on chasing down those lines that they're facing in their career and their business. That's an interesting analogy for the recruiting business, that we chase lions, jump into pits with them and kill them with our bare hands. Absolutely. Um, I'd argue that it's a little harder than that. (laughs) (laughs) I I won't argue with you about that, because as long as you've done it and I've done it, there's there's a few battles that we've walked out of scarred and beaten and bruised. Thank you, John. And I'm sure there aren't too many agency recruiters who would argue with that. Up next, Mike Batman-Cohen. Now, if you're a recruiter, I'm sure you know who Mike is. He's all over LinkedIn. He's a legendary sourcer and trainer and speaker, and he runs his own company. And in this particular clip, he talks about the importance of being completely authentic in your outreach. Check it out. So uh, when people ask, like, what is the one thing if I could change, you know, that that would help me get better responses? I'm like, stop writing. Hey, that was my next question. Yes. <laughs> stop writing shitty emails. Uh, that's, right. that's the one thing. Um, how do you stop writing shitty emails? Uh, read your email back to yourself uh, and not like in your head. Say it out loud and not not like when you're reading it like this and you're going through and reading the email. Yeah, yeah Actually you. say it out loud and if you sound like a goober or some weird professional version of yourself or you're stumbling over your words delete it and start over words of wisdom there from mike batman cohen and in the final clip for today's show i interviewed henna Pryor. she was a top producer at k-force and now she teaches recruiters how to write in her words insanely effective emails definitely a skill worth acquiring or polishing up here you go Think of how you feel when you've gotten a communication that was clearly for you, you know, not for someone like you, not for someone in your industry or in your role, but was clearly for you and how different that feels and how likely you are to engage with someone that wrote something for you. Um, What's interesting is I'm not suggesting that every email is for you. I'm not suggesting that every email is 100% custom and personalized. I, I don't think with the speed of the industry, that's realistic. But the goal is that every email should feel like that's what's happening. That's the key. That's the key to really effective sales messaging. They should always feel like that. And so that, as they say, is a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Recruiting Trailblazers as much as I did in producing it and editing it. 
And of course, feel free to go back into the catalogue and listen to some of these interviews again or for the first time. And please make sure we're connected on LinkedIn. I'm always open to conversations and feedback. So for now, it's goodbye from me. I'll speak to you again soon. Cheers. (laughs) 